Welcome to the Scholar's Guide to Writing. I'm your host, Dr. Patrick Reyes. I'm a scholar, an author, and like you, one of the things I struggle with is distraction as a writer. How do I carve out enough time to write? Today's episode is going to talk to you about how to wrestle with distraction. So as always, we want to get settled for our writing moment. Do me a favor, because the theme is distraction, limit your distractions. Make sure you have just your Word document or your journal open, close out all other windows, get into a quiet space, a relaxed space, get your coffee, your tea, so that way you can stay focused for just 20 minutes because that's all you need to get some work done. Let me just start with the world and your mind are in collaboration to make sure you're distracted and cannot write. The average American changes tasks every 75 seconds. And when you're on your screen, the average that someone stays on their main window is only 45 seconds. So what we're going to talk about is some key strategies for you to be less distracted in a world that wants your attention. So the first thing I want you to pay attention to is how do you limit your distractions in your environment? Cal Newport has done incredible work on this. He wrote the book Deep Work. And one of the suggestions there is think about your writing space. How do you carve out a space that honors your vocation as a writer? Think about it as a third space, not an extra, you know, trying to steal a couple minutes on the couch between activities or in your office or in the conference room or jumping around coffee shops. No, this is to support your vocation. How do you carve out a third space, not home, not work, but a third space for you to do your deep work? And we're going to let you imagine it because it doesn't have to be real right now. If it is, good for you. But we're going to let you imagine it. What is your ideal third space? Is it a library? Is it a remote cabin in the woods where you're able to write in nature? Is it a garden? Is it a dedicated office in an ivory tower? What is your ideal space to write? Take just two minutes. What would a distraction-free space look like for you? Describe that to me.
now that you have your ideal space, I need you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That this time to write needs to be protected. So if you have space, we're going to think about time in a very similar way and get comfortable with being uncomfortable that the 20 minutes you carve out to write on your calendar are the 20 minutes you carve out to write on your calendar. So we're going to do a little practice. This is your time to write. I want you to take the next two minutes with no distractions, no notifications, no other windows, and no writing. Sit in the stillness of this moment for two minutes. And I'll tell you why when we come back. Remember to breathe. Sit in the discomfort of having no distractions. Because this is the time that you've carved to write. You will dedicate it to this time. Take the next two minutes to just sit. Research has shown us the remedy to distraction is boredom. How do you carve out spaces where the most creativity, where your brain can make those connections? It means that you have to have no notifications, no disruptions. So when you're writing in your 20 minutes or an hour or two hours or five minutes, that time that you've carved out to write distraction-free, whether you write or not, is the time for that work. And sometimes to be a writer, you don't write. You sit with the discomfort of writer's block. There's a lot of research that says if you carve out this time and make it a daily habit, cutting out distractions as a daily habit, the world will conspire to help you. People will start to notice your rhythms. You'll start to notice your own rhythms and you'll start to itch. I need to get my writing in today. So carving out this time is important. So we talked about space. We talked about time. Now I want us to write a commitment to ourselves on this sheet of paper. Now, you may imagine a library in 
Middle Earth as your ideal writing space. So we want to make it concrete. How do you combine these two things? I want you to write down your commitment. I am going to create a third space to write. This is what it's going to be in the real world right here. I'm going to commit to, say, 20 minutes. Uh, That's how much I commit. 20 minutes to writing every single day, whether it's in your journal, on your computer. But what's the space and time commitment you're going to do to cut out all distractions to honor your vocation as a writer? Write down your commitment right now. Now that you've committed to your vocation as a writer and a scholar that you're going to carve out the space and time to do this, the last prompt is going to be for you to write out what is it that you need to make this a reality. Knowing that you can't commit to all of this, maybe you're like me and you got kids that you got to take care of. Maybe you got a job that you got to write around. What are the types of things and supports that you need to make this commitment a reality? So write down the questions or requests you might have of your partner, of your friends, of your family to help you make this a reality. Think about the financial implications. It might mean that you need to invest in space, a desk, a lamp. Think about the things that in order to make this a commitment a reality and make them tangible. What are the things that you need to make this commitment? Take just a minute or two to write those things down.
Finally, this whole episode has focused on external distractions. How do you create time and space for you to write? One of the hardest things for any human to do is to reduce the internal chatter that are distracting you from your vocation as a writer. Now, I'm only going to talk about one, but that is the negative self-talk. So we're going to work on that for the next two minutes. The internal chatter. Do you have imposter syndrome? Do you feel guilty about taking the time to write? Do you feel guilty about asking or demanding the time to write or the resources that you need, the things you just wrote down? Do you struggle with your writing, saying, maybe this is not my call because I can't put this sentence together in a perfect way? Maybe you struggle with how to write a long project. You get distracted by your own interests and curiosities. I want you to take just a moment to do me a favor and limit the internal chatter, not by trying to block it out, but by writing it down. What are the internal distractions that you have? Inventory them. Write them down. In my case, I have incredible, incredible self-criticism and imposter syndrome. No one in my family is a writer. So why do I have the right to write? Why am I taking the time when everyone else is laboring? I am sitting trying to relay thoughts. What are your internal chatters and distractions that you have? Take a moment to write them down. Sometimes just being human and reducing this internal distraction that we have is so difficult. But by naming it, we can move forward. We can start to plan and build around it. So now that you've seen what the things are that are distracting you from your vocation, your call as a writer, as a scholar, you get to challenge those assumptions. I am a writer. I am writing because my people need our stories told. 
I write because it provides me incredible joy. Intellectual labor is real labor. Write down the affirmations that counter that internal chatter. This recognizing of your own limits and then challenging yourself by affirmation is a tried and true method. Octavia Butler wrote down what her goals and her aspirations were on a piece of paper to affirm her in her writing. I will be a New York Times bestselling author. What are your affirmations that counter that internal chatter? Affirm yourself. Take just the next minute or two to affirm you and reduce those distractions in your life. From one author to another, I want to affirm you. We can counteract this negative self-talk, this self-distraction through affirmations that you are a writer. You write. You affirm yourself by setting goals and intentions in the world as a writer. So thank you for joining us on the Scholar's Guide to Writing. We hope the activities here to limit distractions have gotten you a little bit further in your vocational call to write. I want to thank our producer, Elsie Barnhart, for putting this episode together. And if you need help with writing or any other themes that you want to see us take on in this series, write us at doctoralinfo at ftleaders.org. Thank you. I wish you well in creating an environment that supports your writing. And I want to affirm you, just as you did yourself, that you are a writer. And I can't wait to read what you've written.